Welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high achieving working moms come to learn how to stop over drinking, reduce overwhelm and anxiety, and show up like the players they were meant to be. I'm your host, Angela Masenek, and let's dig in. Welcome to episode two, Why We Overdrink. Hello, how are you all? (laughs) I am amazing. Man, how has your January been so far? My kids just went back to school to sit today and I've really enjoyed my time with them. We had an amazing Christmas break and got to spend the holiday with my family up in Indiana and we decided this year that we were going to have a Christmas experience instead of a bunch of presents. So we woke the kids up at about 3.30 in the morning a couple days before Christmas and told them that we were driving to Indiana to surprise my parents And we had already packed up their stuff and we were ready to go. So we drove her 13 hours straight and we knocked on the door at my parents' house and said, Merry Christmas and surprise. It was so awesome. They were so happy to see us. I got to see my grandmas who are 87 and 90 years old. And um, it was just awesome. I love my grandmas. They've collectively had 10 kids, careers, traveled all over the place and survived their husbands. And my 90-year-old grandma still lives alone. They're so cute. Anyway, the break was nice, but I am excited to dig in to 2019 and blow it the F up. <laughs> Today, I want to talk to you about why some of us overdrink. Well, why most people overdrink when they do drink. Did you know that according to the Mayo Clinic, the Center of Disease Control, Harvard University, and many other reputable institutions all agree that moderate amount of alcohol consumption is one drink per day for women of all ages? I'm going to repeat that. (laughs) Most institutions such as the Mayo Clinic, the Center of Disease Control, Harvard, recommend that the moderate amount of alcohol consumption is one drink per day for women of all ages. That is one five-ounce glass of wine mamas per day. And if, you, and if you don't drink six out of the seven days in a week, it doesn't mean that you can have seven drinks in one night. It's one drink per day, period. Any more than that, you are at risk for certain diseases, especially breast cancer in women. Last fall, a study came out from the Global Burden of Disease, which analyzed levels of alcohol use and its health effects in 195 countries from 1990 to 2016. While the study's authors say that moderate, remember one drink per day, drinking may safeguard people against heart disease, they found that the potential to develop cancer and other diseases offsets these potential benefits, as do other risks of harm. The report urges governments to revise health guidelines to suggest lower levels of consumption. The study concluded that there is no safe level of alcohol to consume. Our results show that the safest level of drinking is none, the report states. This level is in conflict with most health guidelines, which expose health benefits associated with consuming up to two drinks per day. The study looked at a broad range of risks posed by alcohol consumption, including diseases, driving accidents, and self-harm, 
According to the report, alcohol led to 2.8 million deaths in 2016. It was the leading risk factor for disease worldwide. The study found accounting for almost 10% of deaths among those ages 15 to 49. For younger people, the three leading causes to death linked to alcohol use were tuberculosis, road injuries, and self-harm. Drinking alcohol was also a leading cause of cancer for people older than 50. Well, why do so many people drink then? Don't they know the health risks? Don't they know that you can stop over, if you can stop over drinking and prevent a lot of horrible health problems like breast cancer? Okay, I'm telling you why people overdrink today. First, society has taught us that there is something wrong with us if we can't drink like normal people. We are constantly seeing messages on social media, in restaurants, on vacation, at yoga, at work, that we should be drinking every damn event in our lives. This is a lie. (laughs) It isn't normal to drink at yoga class or at 11 a.m. on Sunday or every time we go out to dinner. But we are made to feel that way because alcohol is so integrated into our society that when we start to question it, it makes us feel like there is something wrong with us. There is nothing wrong with you. I want you to really hear me here. There is nothing wrong with you. I want you to really think about this for a moment. When was the last time you went to a party and there wasn't alcohol available? I remember a shift when baby showers didn't offer champagne or cocktails and they were somewhat boring. Now you better have alcohol to entice your friends to come, right? My baby shower was a full-on day rager. (laughs) We invited all of our friends to come celebrate with us for a full weekend. We had a picnic at Golden Gate Park in San Francisco, had it catered, lots of beer and wine, music, all of it. It started in the early afternoon and went into the wee hours of the next morning. People overdrank a lot. I got pissed because I wasn't drinking, obviously, and everyone was just annoying me. Fights happened. Things were said that can't be undone at a baby shower. We thought we had to have some big party to get everyone there and entice them with not doing the normal baby shower type event. Anyway, alcohol is available to us everywhere we go. I can't go to the damn grocery store without seeing wine tasting stations set up. The farmer's market has wine tastings. Need to raise money for a non-profit? Why not hold it at a trendy brewery? It's just everywhere. A big winter storm is coming or a major hurricane is going to come through and everyone rushes out to get their wine before they can't drive for two days. Yesterday, I saw on my Mother's Club Facebook page a mom who is struggling with her preteen and she actually wrote, I need a way to cope with her and I'm allergic to wine so I can't even use that like most of you. She wrote that. That is a big, that, that says a lot about our mommy wine culture, right? We acknowledge and we talk and joke about needing wine to cope with being to cope with our kids and to be a parent. As moms, we have been taught that you can't get through motherhood without drinking wine to handle it all. I certainly thought I needed wine and margaritas to get through the early baby years with my kids. I would run out of the house in a panic to escape as soon as my husband got home from work. Off to the wine bar to be sophisticated for an hour or two and to numb myself from all the anxiety of working and raising babies. Society influences us all the time. 
We need to wake up and be aware of these messages we are receiving when it comes to alcohol. Alcohol is a drug. There is no regulation of it except that people under 21 can't buy it in the U.S. No limits of how much you can buy. Some states have laws on Sundays or you can't buy liquor before a certain time. But that doesn't really stop people. We can drink when we want, whenever we want, how much we want with little issues. I don't want to be normal. If it's normal to be hung over on the weekends, to have three to four glasses of wine when I go out and regret it the next day, to overeat when I drink, and to numb myself in every social situation, I certainly don't want to be normal. It's normal in America to overdrink. <laughs> Why do you th- who do you know that only has one glass of wine in a day? I know maybe two people out of everyone that I know, and that is not normal. Okay, the normal is to drink at every occasion, multiple glasses of wine, to drink when school is canceled, to drink when shit hits the fan, to drink to celebrate, drink to distress, drink when we get get in a fight with our partner, drink to deal with our parents. That is normal. So challenge what normal is, my friends. I'm choosing not to be normal. I want to be different. I want to lead an interesting and full life. And if I want to do that, it means I don't overdrink. Okay, so society has taught us that we should be drinking 24-7, <laughs> and there are a few more reasons why we overdrink. Second, we have taught our brain to seek alcohol every time we think about it because we have been rewarding those thoughts by drinking. We overdrink because we have an over-desire. Hang on with me here because this is really important. So think about this. Do you typically have a drink every time one is offered? If you hadn't planned to go out after work on a Thursday and then you are invited, you go and you drink, right? Think about all those times where you really hadn't planned to drink and you ended up drinking. Or you had planned to drink one and you ended up drinking four. So by drinking when we have an urge or a desire to drink causes us to have more desire for it. Drinking when you are in response to a whim to drink and then you drink makes that desire even stronger next time. So you are rewarding your brain by drinking. So the next time you are in a similar situation, that desire for it seems really strong and like you can't not drink, especially when you are trying to cut back. Our brain starts freaking out, making that desire even stronger because you rewarded it last time it had the desire, remember? We don't know how to handle that strong desire. Desire is a feeling. So we give into it, finally, by drinking. When we give into that desire, we make that neural pathway stronger and stronger. So the desire for the wine increases over time. That's why now as we reach a certain age, it seems like we may not be able to control how much we drink. This over-desire for wine causes us to to over-drink it, and we are now in the bad cycle of drinking too much, regret, saying we'll cut back, only to find ourselves overdrinking and regretting again and again. So we overdrink because we have trained our brain to seek alcohol in those everyday situations, such as being stressed out after work, end of the work week, kids making you feel anxious, vacations, and celebratory events. We aren't aware of all the times we are drinking, and most importantly, we aren't allowing our feelings of anxiety and overwhelm and stress and excitement just to be there. Which leads me to the third reason why we overdrink. We don't know how to feel or process our emotions. 
We aren't even aware that we are having an emotion or feeling when we drink. We are so accustomed to try and fix ourselves if we are feeling a negative emotion. Anxiety? Drink. Overwhelmed? Drink. (laughs) We also avoid our emotions by shopping, getting on Facebook, binge watching Netflix, we overeat. And this just doesn't apply to negative emotions. Have a big win at work? We celebrate to try to up that happy feeling by drinking and eating. Birthday? Drink and eat. We can't just be happy with feeding ourselves. We can't be happy without feeding ourselves or drinking. It's because we are in response to our emotions instead of just feeling them and processing them. Every actions human takes, every actions, sorry, every action humans take is based on how we feel or don't want to feel. We are over drinking to avoid our emotions, good or bad. That urge or desire you feel to drink is a feeling or an emotion you are having. You aren't comfortable with just feeling it. You want that urge to go away. If you don't know how to process it, it can turn very intense because you are trying to push it away and avoid it. So we give in to it when we don't want to feel it and we drink. So these three things, societal messages telling us that we should be able to drink like any normal adult giving into our thoughts and desires to drink when they weren't planned and not being being willing or understanding our emotions and how to handle them is why we overdrink. Typically, it looks like this. You have a hard day at work. You're driving home and you start to have thoughts like, that was a horrible day. I could really use a glass of wine right now. No, I said I wouldn't drink tonight. I can't believe my coworker completely dropped the ball like that. I would never do something like that. Ugh. Why can't they just do their job? I want a glass of wine. I had a hard day. I'm a grown-ass woman with a good job, and there's no reason why I can't have a glass of wine after a hard day. You get home. You're feeling anxious and annoyed. You reach for the bottle of wine, and you pour yourself a glass. Almost instant relief comes with that drink. You start telling yourself you can relax now. You slow down. You drink your wine, and you start to feel less anxious. Society makes you think you should be able to have a glass of wine. You have thoughts that trigger you to want the wine, which is desire. You feel uncomfortable when you say you didn't plan to drink the wine, which is not understanding and processing your emotions. And then you give in to that desire, which makes the desire even stronger next time. And then you drink. Does that make sense? Do you see how it all ties together? The good news here is there is nothing wrong with you. Nothing has gone wrong. You don't have a malfunctioning brain. Your brain is working exactly how it should be. Just by understanding why you overdrink will help you become aware of all the times you see alcohol and the thoughts you have about drinking will come to light. You might start questioning your drinking and challenging yourself not to drink every time you think it's, you sound like, it sounds like a good idea. If you want more of this, come over to AngelaMasenic.com and enter your email address in the subscribe box of my website. I'll send you an email every day for a week with tips and strategies to stop over drinking. You can take your power back immediately with what I teach you. I have applied all of these same strategies to permanently stop over drinking and to create the life I have always dreamt about. You can too. Come on over to AngelaMasenic.com. That's Angela. Masenic, M-A-S-C-E-N-I-K.com and enter your email address in the subscribe box. Also, 
If you enjoy this podcast, I would love it if you could take five minutes and review me on iTunes. You can do it right from your phone. Open your podcast player, click on my show, and then scroll down until you see review. Click on the fifth star, give me a five-star review, and then scroll a little bit more and click on write a review and leave a few sentences about how amazing my podcast is. I really appreciate it, and the more reviews I get, the more women see my podcast, and the more people I can help. So get on over there and review me. I love you so much. Talk next week. Bye for now.